1: Hello there, one and all. It's Chappie, your British butler, your dear host, your servant, and I'm here with the victorious Victoria, Hello.
0: my lo-
1: my lovely daughter. Come closer to the microphone here. I know I'm, I'm wedged in here like a yeah like some sort girl, of constipated polar bear, but
2: more like a gorilla.
1: A constipated gorilla? Yeah. So here we yeah, are again. See. With big feet? <laughs> yes. Well, gorillas have big feet, don't they?
2: Yeah. But extra big feet.
1: Maybe, do you think my feet are hairier than a gorilla's? Probably. Well.
2: And they definitely could use a wax.
1: Yeah, I don't think they... Uh, or trim.
2: <clears throat> or or, or the, both. Yeah, you
1: know, the toenails and maybe the hair as well. Uh, but here she is, uh, adding a little bit of levity. Stunning
2: Add- star of the show.
1: Well adding a little bit of youth as well, because, you know, I am a pretty dilapidated... He's all geezer We. <laughs> 44 years old. And um, so it is, we actually have reached the huge heights. I mean, it's almost like Himalayan heights. Of uh, it, It's episode 91 of this podcast. And for every reason, we're still... On air, I don't think I don't know if anybody's actually listening. Uh, but it's, it's highly possible. I mean, I've got my my sort of listenership is over sixty years old. Wow. And, mo- and mostly mostly female. Most of my listenership do have to wear corsets, male or female, to, uh-huh. to hold their. Do you know what a corset is? Yeah, I
2: do.
1: Well, to hold to hold the stomach in.
2: Because I play a game called Real High, and then uh, we they use uh, corsets.
1: They in do that game. Is mm-hmm. it the same thing? Is it, well, does it hold in your stomach? Is it like an no. elasticated? Well,
2: no, it's um it's for like dress. It's like makes your dress it goes along with your dress. Oh, it does. Mhm. It's like a where you get to role play as a princess or a fairy.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't really role play a princess or th- fairy when I was younger, but oh. I did I did dress up as an ugly sister. I, I I could have you don't, won. You
2: don't even have to dress up to be ugly. <laughs>
1: well, I I did actually. I was. I could have won an Oscar for best supporting actress uh, for my role as an ugly sister.
2: You could have won a role for the most ugly out of ugly.
1: But I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't have any warts on my face, so they had to be put on. I I mean, so I, they well, had to be painted on. You
2: do have warts now. No,
1: I don't. I have no. I have a
2: wart on the end of your nose.
1: There is no. There is no. There is nothing, there's no wart, no carbuncle on the end of my snout. There is. I can promise you that.
2: long snout.
1: Anyway, so this is going to be the podcast for today, for the next hour. It's going to be uh, basically banter ping pong between me and my lovely daughter. Lovely. She does say that she does love me on occasions, I don't know. I mean, I I make a a rod for my own back sometimes. But that is the essence of the podcast. And we're going to be talking about what's coming up in the podcast right up next. Keep calm and cauliflower cheese, uh, Victoria and Chappie, your dear host. And some of the things that we may or may not be discussing today on the podcast. And again, you can't hold me accountable for some of the things that do not occur on the podcast this week. They may be in future episodes. Who knows? So we're going to be reopening the Anglo-Antique British Ark today and looking at uh, a food from my youth that I'll be describing to Victoria and she'll probably... It's like um, they used to have these meatballs f- that basically uh, huh? were, were in a can. So Nuggets. So you had meatballs f- <laughs> made out of beef in a can. So we're going to be looking at that. It's ca- called uh, so Dr. Dr. Brains. fits. Um, and that's what we're going to be looking at. Uh, one of the things we're going to be looking at on the podcast today. They were they were pretty they were pretty goddamn awful, to be honest.
2: Well, they didn't after you, fatgit. <can't.
1: laughs> uh, uh, and also, uh, so also the replacement of one of my favourite nostalgic banana and custard. Uh, bananas and custard was one of my favourite dishes. As a uh, young lad. Uh, but also there's a healthier version, which I'll be talking about today. Um Who also, needs health? If, well, you know, we do health, wealth and happiness sometimes. Um, also, the problem of looking like a pretty hairy orangutan at the pool. Uh, <laughs> <You ape.
0: laughs>
1: yeah an ape. Victoria will be pointing you towards a, uh, a clip of, um, <laughs> uh, I think, a ra- orangutan <laughs> swimming. <laughs> That looks like uh, look like more like a middle-aged man with a dr- drop chest. Looks uh, like
2: you. Yeah, yeah exactly. It highly resembles him.
1: Uh, subliminal messages written in chalk. When I was walking the dogs, somebody had written a message in chalk that was highly relevant to my life. Also, the Chappy Highland Games as well. Oh. <laughs> we uh, we were playing the first edition of that the other day, and. Um, I think it could become an annual event. I mean, all you need is a big tree and and lots of random household items, <laughs> Yeah. and then you can uh, you can play that shamrock on my coffee. Uh, an accidental shamrock. You know, that in Ireland when they're pouring a pint of Guinness, which is like a black beer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: they uh, they do a shamrock, a four leaf clover, on top of the beer. Is that good luck? It is meant to be good luck. I had one. I had one on my uh, on my uh, coffee accidentally the other day. Wow. So. That's- we just don't know if that could uh, could spell maybe luck or pending doom uh, moving forward in my life here
2: maybe like a black cat
1: it could be but well some people say black cats are lucky and then some people say they're unlucky you know I don't know what which is true uh, in that I think
2: it really just depends on the person you ask
1: so one of the reasons I bring Victoria onto the podcast, and my dear other daughter Catherine, who will be joining us later, Squidward, yes, is um, is they inject a little bit of youth into the podcast here, uh, because uh, you know I'm 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 a middle aged old fart, um, and uh, you know I, I don't have long white socks when I'm uh, when I have my uh, gym shoes or trainers or tennis shoes on. Uh, so I'm not quite that bad. But my fashion sense has a lot to be desired. I
2: bought, it, bought it from the
1: flea market. Oh, uh, you did get that? Well, no, I was going to say, though, that my, I, I think I look quite elegant today, preppy. Uh, smooth, No, classy. you look
2: like you're trying to be a neon highlighter
1: that you bought from a flea market. Uh, neon highlighter in a fruit flea market. Thanks very much for that, Victoria. So there we go. Um, we uh, may have a little bit of Trump or trombone where we take some of the worst headlines of the week and decide if it's a raspy Trump or a uh, or, or slightly uh, out-of-tune trombone. We may have another enigmatic English eccentric, uh, also uh, Victorian etiquette, uh, we've been talking about education and etiquette over the last couple of weeks here. But we're, we've really got a... If you take three men in a truck and, and, and understand how much stuff is in that truck. Now, there's some there's some gems in there. There's some diamonds, but also a lot of junk. That's a podcast, basically. Uh, that's a metaphor for this podcast. Yeah. If you um, have uh, the
2: junk, I bring the diamonds.
1: So introducing the first... Chappy games. Now a little bit like the Highland games that the Scotsmen wear and kilts and probably n- not a lot else. Tossing uh-huh. the caber, throwing those uh, big balls, bolasses, all of that. Uh-huh. That's that's what happens. Throwing
2: the big
1: logs. Logs. Yes, you know they they like to throw their logs everywhere. Um, and um,
2: so we the other day we were playing outside next to this big tree. And I accidentally got the soccer ball. I kicked it too high it got stuck in the tree. So then I thought it'd be a good idea to sh- throw my shoe up there to try and get it down. Then the shoe just so happened to get stuck. So we, so old Chappie over there went to go get the broom.
1: Oh yeah, I got a, a brush and dustbin basically. And I, I tried to use like, it was almost like a primitive form of broom javelin. That you get in the Olympics. I mean, yes. I believe in the Tokyo Olympics this year. They may be having something similar, uh, where where yeah. you launch the broom throwing out the of the out of the, da- out, of the uh, out of the dustbin, uh, the dustbin pan, and throwing it through the air like a laser into the tree, trying to knock things down. I, I I think this could be a gold medal event at the Tokyo Olympics. I believe. So
2: when we threw when we threw the broom up, it got stuck in the tree. So. Then we threw the dustpan, and that also got stuck right next to my shoe in the tree. So then at that point, we had four things stuck in the tree.
1: I mean, at that moment, I honestly thought I might have to call the fire brigade or the fire service. Um, I think that, you know, the, the men in uniform, I thought, may have to come out and assist us. Because, I mean, what do you do? If, if you call them up and you say your cat's got stuck up the tree, that's one thing. If, you know, if, if your moggy's stuck up the tree... You know, if your pussy cat's up the tree, then then the fireman can make him out. But if you say that, oh, we've got, you know, four items stuck up the tree. Was it three or four items at this four. point? Four. Four items stuck up the tree. Mm-hmm. Would they come? You know, especially some bumbling Englishman, you know, bumbling butler. Uh, bumbling buffoon. With a bumbling buffoon butler without a ladder, you know, comes along <laughs> And uh, give them a call and says, "Well, uh, please, please, sir, I've been a terrible goose, and uh, I've got a, I've got something lost up the tree, and I'm, I don't know what to do, and need a big strong chap to come and help me here, you know, <laughs> something along those lines. I mean, it could have been something along those lines. So, what happened next, my dear?" Um,
2: so we went and got the so you know those chairs that you use when you're sitting outside
1: oh yes a foldable chair yes, yes a
2: foldable chair and so we got that in its case and all and he was throwing it up and it was coming down to the ground and it ended up hitting the ball and then that rolled down
1: yeah well we we had a bit of a bit we of weight behind this chair you know mm-hmm. I, I I honestly wanted to see if uh, you know, we could have got the whole neighborhood to maybe lift me up on the chair and, and fire me out almost like an uh, like a cat of a cannon in the chair to knock. Well, they'd probably knock the tree down. I would. No, imagine. we
2: probably could have. We probably could have went around asking if anyone had a ladder, and then they're like, oh. Do you want to use it to climb up? No, I, I want to throw it at the tree to try and get it down. I mean,
1: I would, yeah, I'd tr- toss that beauty up into the tree. <laughs> and then to it would get to, stuck. And then the ladder would get stuck as well. It was almost like, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly, a fly in my eye, swallowed a fly. You know, when she and she and then she swallowed a spider that went down oh inside yeah, I've her. Oh, have read that book. You've read that? So that's the whole thing. It was like a. It was almost like a, um, a snowballing of doom of, of everything we did. Every every attempt we did to try to uh, knock these items out of this uh, mm-hmm. finely blossoming tree, we had a we had a real problem. So, so what? So the chair's now stuck up the tree.
2: Um. So I also had a friend out there. We're not going to say his name for privacy reasons, but he then well, I'm got call his
1: him Adrian.
2: Okay. So he got Adrian. Got his blue. Like bouncy ball, right? And he threw it up there, and it hit the broom, and the broom started swaying, and he just kept hitting it, and up until the point it Ooh. fell, and then he was able to get the chair down, and he was up, and then he got the dustpan, and then finally we were able to get get the, my shoe after a lot of attempts. Now I'm, now I have my shoes. Thank you, Adrian.
1: Yeah, I mean, to to be honest, it was a fine attempt by Adrian. I mean, he honestly has some like basketball skills. Yes. I mean, he he was he was laser focused, primed with with his ball, knocking or it was actually your ball that fell down mm-hmm. and knocking these items out of the tree. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was, he was a sharpshooter. Yeah, he, he, uh-huh. using your ball exactly. So anyway, thank you, Adrian, for uh, for for basically helping us with. Uh, you know, with the, the Chappie Games, the first edition of the Chappie Games, which we're going to have every year. I may uh, try to institute everybody wearing kilts. That could be the next uh, next step. And very long white socks. It's
2: not a dress. It's a kilt.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> you, you, you never, no, never say to a Scotsman it's a dress. It's Amir. a kilt. Uh, absolutely preposterous there, Victoria. Absolutely <laughs> preposterous. as a, a kilt, my dress. Anyway. There we go. That's my angry Scotsman's impression. <laughs> and if you're awake now, then uh, so be it. But that was the first edition of, of the, the Chappy Games.
0: games. Woo
1: <laughs> So we have another, another episode of Victorian education etiquette. So here we go. This is the introduction of etiquette and addressing nobility. Proper introductions were important to Victorians and Victoria here as it was generally considered improper to address someone to whom you hadn't been formally presented to. Social inferiors were presented to social superiors in an introduction, with the exception that ladies were always introduced to gentlemen regardless of the rank. So to introduce people as a proper Victorian, you had to know your social rankings or order of precedence.
2: Well, obviously, I'm at the top.
1: Well, of course, you're the top of the food chain here. This was no easy task to keep straight. After the sovereign and the sovereign's close relations came, to, came the Archbishop of Canterbury, the Lord High Chancellor, and so on. Title nobility included two orders, the peerage, dukes, marquises, viscounts, barons, and that order. Properly addressing such nobility was also difficult. Generally, one used lord to address peers, lady to address women, married to a peer, and sir to address baronets and knights making it more confusing, however, the use of lord and lady to address upper-class people who were not nobility. This also opposed to written communications, because one had to know the Marquis was addressed as the most noble, but the peers were addressed as the right honourable. So this, is, this is, in Victorian England, this is how you had to address people.
2: Sounds complex.
1: It does. I mean, this is maybe... <laughs> Hello, the,
2: sir, daddy. <laughs>
1: this is how you have to... Uh, be, maybe people need to address you, you know. And maybe a bow, a flailing bow. Uh,
2: bow, a, peasant.
1: A, can, you, can you curtsy?
2: Yes. You can? Bow, peasant.
1: All right, I'm bowing. Here we go. A flailing bow. There we go. Got my bouffant hairstyle caught bouffant. up in the bow. Bouffant. So there we go. That's your education etiquette for this week on Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. Mm. So, introducing a little bit of youth into the, uh, into the podcast. Um, Victoria is going to try to make me a TikTok star. So what are the elements that I need to become a TikTok star, promote well, this podcast, make it go viral, everything else?
2: From my research, you need to wear a very cropped top. So that is exactly what we're going to do.
1: What's a cropped top?
2: Um, Did sorry. you
1: say cropped top? So I've got a top basically with crocs attached to it. No, uh.
2: a cropped top, which means it doesn't exactly cover your stomach.
1: So I'm gonna be showing my stomach, right? Really.
2: Yeah, your big hairy belly.
1: Mm. Do you think this will make me a star? <laughs> Maybe. No. Right. So I'm gonna stand up, and, and and she didn't want me to use one of her shirts because it might things it might be stretched out forever. So I'm gonna stand <laughs> up.
2: And I've got, a, I've
1: got a nice polo on, so how are you going to do this?
2: <laughs> it's too small.
1: So she's lifting the shirt up, <laughs> and she's tying a piece. Well, that piece likes sticking out. It looks like a Pinocchio's nose sticking out the front.
2: <laughs> looks like your nose.
1: All right, so she's she's getting a hair tie, and basically. Um, doing a little knot thing at the front of my polo shirt. So now it's up. So I've got... I'm, I, now I'm, I'm showing off the world toned Adonis torso, obviously. Oh, not the, so that, uh, not the uh, okay. middle-aged spread.
2: So then we're, we're going to have to grab another hairstyle.
1: Okay, so yeah, so, be careful of the headphones here. All right, move the headphones slightly. So, you need to keep them on at all times. So now she's, she's, she's taking the long... Most girls
2: have their hair up. The
1: long bouffant hair at the front of my head. And she's now putting it into a little uh a ponytail a ponytail and uh, she's got another hair clip so now i've got a slightly uh it's a sticking out ponytail basically
0: <laughs>
1: so now i've got a now i've got a crop top so i'm showing my uh, white pasty it looks like part of the antarctic
2: and for the dancing, you need to not move very much. You have to like stay quite still.
1: So I have to stay quite still. Do I? Okay. So we're gonna do the uh, we're gonna do the, uh, the the chicken dance that's very fashionable at the moment, and uh, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, so we're gonna do the chicken dance in in just just a few shakes of a chicken's tail. Okay. So we're back. Keep coming, cauliflower cheese, and uh, we're going to. I'm being taught the TikTok chicken dance that's so popular. Millions of people are getting uh, going viral with this chicken dance here that starts with a cockerel calling sound, a cockerel rooster calling. And then basically from there, uh, you've got somebody counting it in, and then you've got some uh, basically somebody doing a chicken dance. That is the essence of this. So uh, here we go. I'm going to get up here. Yeah. Uh, Victoria's going to start the uh, chicken dance music here. And I think we're going to have some other random chickens in the background as well, probably. Okay. Come in. So I'm, ba- I'm basically doing the chicken dance. So we will do it one more time here. We'll do it one more time.
2: Daddy, you look so funny.
1: All right, so we'll get we'll, we'll get the chicken. We're going to have the chicken
2: dance. <laughs>
1: Oh there we go I, I, you know <laughs> there we go. So I think this could become a viral Very hit good here on keep Calm and cauliflower cheese. So it is your dear host with a crop top that's tied up uh, my hairs in a in a fairly sort of uh, you know right sticking out of my head type of ponytail. He has
2: lots of makeup
1: on uh, yeah I've got I'm, I'm fully made up here uh, look, looking rather beauteous. Uh, I think if I ever go to Vegas, I'm going to film this out in Vegas by the pool where I'm going to do the uh, chicken dance by the pool with my crop top and my incredibly white uh, polar bear belly. Thank you. (laughs) So auditioning my daughters to be the next best actress, Oscar award winning in probably 15 years time. Uh, So this morning. Here at Chappie Towers, we had a, a pretty pretty scary situation, I'll be honest. And um, So we heard a noise outside. And uh, I mean it was it was a it was a big bang. And uh, and I and I and I said, Victoria, Victoria, I need you I need you to go and check the sound out there. Check if Maggie the Corgi's okay. And then and then my daughter Catherine came in and said
2: If you never come back, I love you.
1: Okay, so I hope none of that stuff of me doing the chicken dance will ever go up on TikTok or anywhere else.
2: Too late; it already did.
1: No, I, I really hope not, because seriously, that could be <clears throat> that could that could well it could make my career, or possibly more or likely ruin it. my career. So, anyway, I have a question for you. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh, if you could only pick two pills. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you ready?
2: Yeah.
1: So, number one, look 15 years younger. Number two... I'm only 11. Read minds. (laughs) Read minds for three days. Number three, forget your ex. Number four, eat without gaining weight. Number five, add five centimeters to your height. Number six, become super strong. Number seven, have a lot of money. Or number eight, always feel happy. Or number nine, get millions, millions of followers. I will come back to you later in the podcast for your answer. So again, look like 15 years younger. Read minds for three days. Forget your ex. Eat without gaining weight. Add five centimeters you to your height. the
2: eat without gaining weight one. <laughs> well, after
1: seeing that TikTok video, that might be a, something I should look at. Become super strong. Have a lot of money. Always feel happy. Or get millions of followers. So Victoria, think which pill, two pills you would pick. And you, the listener out there. Which two pills would you pick? Right, no, I, I need to make a little bit of room here, Victoria. Can you just... You need to get this off my belly. You, know, you need to get this off my belly. Oh, you need to get this off me, Victoria. Get this... <laughs> oh, it's stuck, it's stuck. Oh, 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 it's, it's, oh it's cutting into my belly here oh, You need to get this off me here it's, it's, restricting, it's restricting me Oh my gosh It's like rubber right around my belly here You need to get this off me, get me I got it my crop top open. You broke the rubber Oh, There we go You broke the rubber band Victoria do you want to hear about the long lost log Yes This is the biggest poo on record it's from a parasite riddled viking who invaded england 1200 years ago an enormous viking poo may be the longest human feces ever recorded the long lost turd was excavated from a now abandoned viking settlement and measures a whopping 20 centimeters or eight inches <laughs> he must have had a vindaloo or maybe seven eight sausages or something or or maybe a yuletide log who knows so, it wasn't enough. It was also a girthy five centimetres wide or two inches.
2: Oh my gosh, that have hurt coming out. in <laughs> the the there for an hour. The
1: pool or coprolite, the scientists will call it, was found in 1972. And maybe they uh, preserved it since, who knows. In fact, it was discovered in Britain below the site that became known as uh, Lloyd's Bank. So, it's next to a bank. That was a rather big deposit. <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, dug up by excavators from York Archaeological Trust and is now in the Jorvik Viking Centre. Let's hope it's. Uh, let, let's hope they have air freshener coming out of the uh, the casing that it's wrapped around. A coprolite is actually a fossilized feces. It's believed to be the largest ever fossilized human poop. Uh, it would have uh, eaten a diet consistently of meat and bread. That sounds like your diet, Victoria. Worryingly oh for, f- worrying for the oh, ancient, <laughs> worrying for the ancient plopper. Hundreds of parasitic eggs were discovered in the long-lost log. That suggests the Vikings who dropped the number two all those years ago were riddled with intestinal worms. Dr. Andrew Jones said this is the most exciting excrement I've ever seen. (laughs) Is that what you say? (laughs) Yes. According to excavation research, the coprolite was covered with layers of earth with moist and peaty. This (laughs) was a winning combination for the preservation of the organic matter, keeping not only the poop intact, but timber, textiles and leather too. It actually broke into three pieces after being dropped whilst an exhibition in 2003. It's been reconstructed. <laughs> so did they get a Viking to reconstruct it by eating meat and bread? Who knows? And now it's, uh, it's full length and girth are in visitors of the Jorvik Viking Center. There we go. The world's largest <laughs> Viking poop. I mean, he must have had to grab hold of his horns so he pull, push that one out. Yeah. So when my daughters come here, they obviously like to entertain the corgi. Yes. Uh, Maggie, the corgi, is a little bit of a rambunctious bundle of fur, very oh, a very devil. very short legs, long body, much like its dear owner. Um, and just tell us some of the exploits that you've had with the cor- corgi exploits.
2: So Maggie has now discovered a playground. Yes. So we've made her go down sl- the slides, and today on our morning walk. Mm-hmm. We took Maggie to the playground, and we—I was on the swing, and I went, and I and I had her in my lap, and we were swinging. I don't know if she liked it, but she has been exploring.
1: Yeah. She, but yeah, she liked, and she was up. She, so she's been on the swing and on the slide so far. Uh-huh. So quite a quite an adventurous corgi, I would say. Yes. So something I was very worried about yesterday as well. Moving on to another topic, uh, my dear. So, my first visit to the pool this season, and, you know, with a full uh, hairy Barbarossa back, I'm very concerned that the hair may clog up the filter of the pool system and ruin everybody else's fun. It's entirely possible.
2: Probably, with the amount of hair you have on your back 'Cause it's a wax.
1: It does it does make me worry that everybody else is, you know, going to waxing in the city, all these other chaps, and they're completely clean shaven, and then I look like some sort of Neanderthal. Basically <laughs> Some caveman. Sort of
2: hairy gorilla.
1: I'm I am worried that the Bigfooters Bigfoot Spotters Association may come out and like try to put me in a cage and arrest me and show me to the public. Yes. That's how that's how worrying that it could it could be a case where Um, I may be mistaken as a Sasquatch.
2: (laughs) Yes. Especially those big hairy toes of yours.
1: Well, I I was worried about the back, but you're more worried about the toes. But that's the whole thing as well. I mean, people have been locked up for a whole year. Forget the hairy back. How about the long toenails? I mean, I saw some monstrosities yesterday that should not have been uh, out on display. People (laughs) that could dig dark gardens or they could also be hidden under bridges uh, and you're fearful about going over the bridge, with this trolls' feet out Hi, there.
2: Um, his feet were digging into the, the bottom of the pool. He was trying to dig a hole with his feet.
1: I'm just making the pool a little bit deeper, like digging my, uh, digging my way to Australia. He
2: becomes a bull at the pool. He but throws e- us around.
1: But everybody everybody, remember this, though. You may look wonderfully, um, you know, you get rid of the Hassute and everything else, uh, fill the pool for the summer. But don't forget to trim your toenails. Clip
2: your claws.
1: Clip your claws. So before my dear child came uh, to Colorado to see me, um, she uh, she did send me a clip of this primate (laughs) swimming, um, and I'm going to post this up on Twitter. And she said, it remarkably looked like me. So try to describe what this was.
2: So it was like a orangutan or an ape. There were some fish and then he swam through and he had his cheeks full of water. And it just looked so similar. Didn't
1: he have a middle aged spread as well? Hanging belly, you know, a pot belly Uh belly as well. For sure. So he wasn't the most sort of... uh, A fit monkey. He wasn't a fit monkey and he wasn't cutting through the water aerodynamically or water dynamically, I guess.
2: Yeah, he wasn't... uh, the most graceful.
1: Do you think he looked like Michael Phelps, the uh, the Olymp- no. Olympic gold winner? No. No. Look th-
2: more like you <laughs> trying to make your way across the pool.
1: So one of the most distinct awful crimes that I've seen this year was something was advertised, and it drove me wild to see this. Pumpkin spice is already being advertised in it May. Is? Yes. This is like one of the worst crises. You know
2: those like pumpkin pretzels that, uh, like pumpkin coated pretzels?
1: I may... They're so good. No, I think they're awful. I think pumpkin spice is one of the biggest... No, you like
2: those. Remember? We had them at one of my class
1: parties. I can't remember, but pumpkin spice in May, being advertised, being promoted. I mean, it's it's not the time of the year for cinnamon. It's not the time of the year for pumpkin spice. I pumpkin mean,
2: spice forever
1: the only no i disagree the only thing you should have pumpkin spice for is carving par, carving those ugly pumpkins that's the only thing pumpkin should be
2: you look like an ugly pumpkin so <laughs>
1: <laughs> well thank you um but but this with is a all big, big
2: long nose
1: but in but may it's too early to be advertising pumpkin spice
2: i have to agree with you but i would like those pumpkin pretzels
1: yeah, but I mean, can't can't we just wait until the end of August, until you go back to school, and then everybody can be obsessed with pumpkin spice again? I mean, that's the whole thing. It, it's is
2: until Starbucks brings back the pumpkin spice latte.
1: See, I don't mind. I don't mind Christmas being advertised in September. That's one thing. But pump pumpkin spice is, I already How think, is one of do. the biggest food crimes out there. And Your food crime. And having having it in May is abomination
2: horrendous do i have a crockin story for you so joshua james was arrested for assault and illegally possessing an alligator that he threw into a wendy's drive-through he said that it wouldn't hurt anyone it would most likely be traumatized by it because he its bite is um equal to a small
1: dog's bite well, is this a baby alligator?
2: Mm-hmm. Only like three foot long.
1: Was it the Wendy's deal of the day? <laughs> you get bitten by an alligator?
2: No. no, just imagine being the poor employee, though. You get an alligator throwing at you. Do
1: you get an alligator bite in a frosty? <laughs> no,
2: they they probably sued. They want Wendy's for life.
1: So today on our historical Tinder competition, we have some of the most insane members of history and society we have nikola tesla the germaphobe nikola tesla was more than a little germaphobic before eating he would use one of his required 18 napkins to gently wipe away the germs of each piece of silverware china and glassware he commonly wore soft leather gloves and refused to shake hands with anybody on the rare occasions Uh, He was unable to avoid the handshake, he'd quickly excuse himself and rush off to the washroom to cleanse the offending germs off his hands. How did he get this way? Prone to idiosyncratic behaviour, Tesla's fear of germs began after he observed through the microscope the many microscopic creatures found in normal drinking water. About the experience, Tesla would later write to Robert Underwood. If you'd watch only for a few minutes, the horrible creatures, hairy and ugly, beyond anything you can conceive, tearing up each other with the juices diffusing throughout the water, you would never drink a drop of unboiled or unsterilized water again. After reading that, I'm not sure why you would look at a glass of water that way again. Tesla was also obsessed with doing everything in multiples of three, hence the 18 napkins, 27 laps around the pool, three times around the block, etc, etc. So here we have another list of other germaphobes here, along with Tesla. Howard Hughes, a billionaire aviator, motion picture producer and business tycoon, spent most of his life trying to avoid germs. Howard Stern, the uh, radio broadcaster, self-professed homebody and germaphobe, rarely makes live appearances and is usually closely guarded by security rage bot Ronnie Mund and other entourage to avoid germs. Howie Mandel uh, said that his hand is like a petri dish and doesn't want anybody else to touch it. Donald Trump is well known as a germaphobe and doesn't like shaking hands they are the main germaphobes out there but tesla really does take the germaphobe dirty biscuit so victoria what did you think of tesla then
2: he would be a hard left hard pass
1: So welcome along to Trump or Trombone. We have some of the most heinous headline crimes of the week. And we kick off with deluded man almost starved to death after fasting. So God would give him a Lamborghini. <laughs> a deluded bloke who thought that God would give him a Lamborghini if he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, came close to death in his bed to give his girlfriend her dream car. Mark uh, Mundreiser, a youth leader of the Risen Saints Church in Bindura, central Zimbabwe, hid out in a remote mountain county to prevent him from being tempted to eat. Uh, says the Mibra Times. Luckily, concerned friends tracked him down after 33 days and took the emancipated 27-year-old to Mindura General Hospital where he is showing signs of recovery. Uh, Mindraza is unemployed, was desperate to give his girlfriend a car that she wanted and no way of finding the £150,000 he needed. So he decided to go to a 40-day fast that might encourage God to help him out. Um, So, I mean, in in this case here, that's a no-calorie diet. If you don't eat to afford the Lambo, the problem being you wouldn't have the strength to put the pedal to the metal without even eating. So, second up on Trump or Trombone, Victoria.
2: Boy, do I have a meaty story for you. A woman is accused of assaulting another woman in the potato chip aisle of an Ohio Walmart on Tuesday, according to the South s police department the woman who was attacked had a protective order against other women from when they used to live in the same duplex according to police when the two made eye contact in the store the aggressor confronted the other woman and threatened to beat her as well as her seven-year-old daughter police said then the aggressor illegally pulled down her covid-19 mask and attempted to spit on the woman when she missed she entered the woman's shopping cart and stuck and struck her in the face at the 10-pound log of pre-packaged meat, police said. Police arrested the 25-year-old Cleveland woman. She was facing charges for assault and violating a temporary protection order. Her 5-year-old child was also turned over to another family mo- member.
1: That's probably why people should go on a plant-based diet. But that, piece, that piece of uh, meat log it sounds similar to what the Viking was eating earlier on. So more Bigfoot news. A leading cryptozoologist believes there could be communities of Bigfoot living in the UK. Why and they've been, been hiding in plain sight for centuries. Andy McGraw, author of Beasts of Britain, told the Daily Star there's a real possibility that the huge ape-like beasts are thriving in remote areas across the UK.
2: You're
1: an ape-like beast. And uh, while they're not as infamous as their US counterpart Sasquatch, Andy says there's plenty of evidence of their existence. The idea of the British Bigfoot is a very accepted worldwide, even amongst the Bigfoot community. I mean, to be honest, talking about these Bigfoots roaming loose here, it could be uh, just the first uh, mm-hmm. rugby club party after the lockdown.
2: Uh-huh. You won't have to worry anymore about getting caught for being a Bigfoot. You'll You'll be able to roam with your species free and wild.
1: And we thought the world was going to end this week according to a totally old biblical prophecy a lunar eclipse or a blood moon was uh, visible this week across the world from australia to america and the pacific ocean according to ancient passages the world turning blood red is a heavenly sign of the end of days the moon will turn and turn blood before the great and notable day of the lord apparently uh, and then uh, That's two what evangelicals a to see that moon. It was, uh, cool. it was good jesus told his followers that she observes a sign of the times including the sign of the heavens here what happens when you drink too much juice with too many additives it's high fructose corn syrup blood moon
2: there's a theory that after scar killed mufasa in the movie the lion king he his brother and played with his skull in a later scene what are your guys' thoughts on that
1: well that's an incredibly creepy way to end the podcast thanks for joining me along real debbie downer to finish it like somebody some lion was playing with a skull or something yeah
2: did you of, know uh other animals won't eat lion meat but other lions eat each other's dead bodies
1: that's that's lovely a joyous mm-hmm. end. i mean this has been to be an uplifting podcast and you come, come in and talk about you come in and talk about skulls and cannibalism amongst lions so thank you very much for joining uh, me this week uh, victoria and uh, it's been lovely to have you here. So this has been the podcast. So just to let you know, at Keep Cheese on Twitter, I'm going to post me as the orangutan a little bit later. Uh, and uh, and also Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese on Instagram. Here on the show, Victoria, I asked you to pick two pills. So I'm just going to reiterate and read these back to you. So you could pick two pills. Number one, look 15 years younger. Number two, read minds for three days. Forget your ex. Number four, without gaining weight. Five, add five centimeters to your height become super strong, have a lot of money, always feel happy, or get millions of followers?
2: I think I would choose the green pill, which is have lots of money, and the blue and red pill, which gets lots of followers.
1: Yeah, I might take the pill up to avoid gaining weight and always feel happy. I don't know. Well, I like the millions <laughs> of followers and a lot of money as well. Yeah. I mean, could you split the pills up and get half, half the, half the but amount? It might not work. Yeah, that exactly. It may not work. It may it may a uh, oh,
2: big fire.
1: It may, it may it may stop the wizardry and alchemy of the pills, who knows. But that's been the podcast uh, for this week. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I
2: used news.
1: And we're going to uh, finish with a poem right about now.
2: This is a poem called The Importance of a Sister. A sister is someone who loves you from the heart. No matter how much you argue, you cannot be you cannot be drawn apart. She is a joy that cannot be taken away. Once she you enters your life, she's there to stay. A friend who helps you through difficult times, her comforting words are worth more much Worth much more than dimes, a partner who fills your life with laughs and smiles. These memories last for miles and miles. When she is by your side, the world is the world is filled with life. When she's not around, your days are full of strife. A sister is a blessing who fills your heart with love. She f- flies with you in life with the beauty of a dove. A companion to whom you can express your feelings. She doesn't let you get bored at family dealings. Whether you are having your ups or downs, she always helps you with a smile and never fronts. With a sister, you cannot have a grudge. She is sweet as chocolate and as smooth as fudge. Having a sister is not just a trend, it is a knowing. You can always turn to her, your best friend.
1: Thank you for joining me today, Victoria, in the podcast. Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese 91. I will see you again on the podcast, I'm sure, very, very soon. It's Chappie out. I'll be back again, all on my lonesome, as always, next week. But from now, it's cheerio.
0: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.